0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And of course, big shout out to all of those that are listening day in and day out. Truly appreciate you. I know many of you are jumping over into the Discord over the last many weeks, and just so much fun seeing so many people, you know, jump into uh, the conversation around NFTs. And you know, as I like to say, we're all learning this together, and we are all you know early adopters and on this journey, you know, together. And and I and I think one of the things that I wanted to you know kind of point out. You know, over the last many episodes, you know, one of the discussions has been around, um, you know, the idea of really, you know, where we've been and where we're going. Also, understanding, uh, you know, some of the nuances in this NFT space. And I just want to put this out there, right? That you know, if the if the jargon or if the wordings around like what people are, are using, using things like rug pull or rug pull, AKA a money grab or someone just, you know, taking what they have and running away with it, right. Pulling the rug out behind underneath everyone. Um, Or things like, you know, the, the shorthand, like don't allow, don't allow the, the shorthand or the lack of understanding all of the terms, Prevent you from asking questions in Twitter spaces, prevent you from joining discords, prevent you from moving forward. And I think it can be very easy. Uh, I'm starting to get a little bit like I noticed that some communities uh, are are turning a little bit elitist and they almost want to use the language to make it uh, separate themselves from like the haves and the have nots. And here on this podcast, that will not be accepted. I am not okay with that being the case. And so I know for many people that they might have a question that they want to ask, but they're afraid to they use the wrong vernacular, right? Like, I, I want to ask a question, but I I don't know if it's, it's, it's minting it or if it's buying it on secondary market. Here's the thing. We are all learning. And the beautiful thing is a majority of these communities, a majority of the Twitter spaces, a majority of the discords, they understand the importance of education as a whole. And I think this community is some of the most welcoming, most, uh, you know, helpful group of people that I've ever been a part of. And so please don't get discouraged based on those little um, nuances and some of the things um, that exist. I think we're all learning a lot of the different terminology, a lot of the different um, strategies and things, you know, kind of as we go, as we kind of look at that. And that's actually where I want to take the conversation here um, today, because, you know, I talk a lot about mindset and I know that like It's funny like even me when i'm like putting out an episode and I put mindset in the title My my first concern is is it going to come across as like i'm trying to be fluffy or i'm not giving people um exact programmatic um advice, but here's the reason That mindset to me is where I always focus is because guess what? The blocking and the tackling, the day to day, the nuances of like, how do you make put something for sale? How do you you know create an auction? We, you know which platform do you use? Open Sea or Looks Rare or Rareable? Or if you are on Solana, am I using Magic Eden or Magic Eden or Solsi? Um, You know what if I am using some of these other platforms that exist? Like you know we have Exible or FTX or uh, you know Palm. And I think the interesting thing is, I think all of those different like the nuances amongst. The platforms, the technology, and the day-to-day tasks are going to continue to evolve and work themselves out. But here's the thing. As they evolve, if your mindset is correct, if you understand the nuances, the strategy, the approach, the different you know, ways you know, and trends that are going on in this space, it doesn't matter what happens to these different platforms. You will be prepared to learn the, the, the new way that you're going to have to put something up for sale or the new way that it interfaces, and then you'll be able to lean into it the problem i believe and this is you know i've tuned into a couple of nft podcasts recently and i i believe there's no competition in this game i think we're all the more people that are educating uh, about nfts about cryptocurrency about web3 as a whole the better i don't i'm not competing against any other nft you know podcast that is out there and mostly i'm listening cuz i want to learn as well and but i will say it's very easy to focus on the news and the trends and the things that are like eye catching, it's also very easy just to give, you know, advice on kind of like the the singular, nuanced, you know, day to day activity. But here's the thing with that, is that, you know, are we setting self people up to succeed in the long term, or are we just giving them a band aid to get along on this journey in the short term? And I think the 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 latter of the two there is something that really worries me. And so you know, when we're thinking about the different things that are out there, like what I love is that when someone listens to the podcast, and they'll send a tweet, or they'll jump in our discord, and they'll say, Brian, I now understand this. So how do you think I should do this in OpenSea? Right? Like, that to me is the magic, right? Because now you're taking the mindset and the strategy, and you're looking at it where you can implement it yourself. Because guess what, if I help everyone look at this, the mindset and strategy, and we all approach it this way, then each of you can take your own individual you know definition of success, your own individual um, you know goals that you have mapped out, and implement them where it makes sense for you. And so with that being said, you know one of the things that I want to put out there, one of the things that I think is important right now, um, especially, is that you know there's a lot of um, you know this like need or' this like pressure to, you know, am I, am I buying enough NFTs or am I buying the right NFTs? And you know our project, we're, we're buying a mint phase NFT, Every single day, right? That's what we're doing. Today's day 85. With that being said, I would actually argue that for a lot of people that are jumping into this space, the better bet for your money is not to mint an up and coming NFT, but rather looking at the existing NFTs that are already delivering on utility, that are providing massive value and figuring a way to get into those. Because one of the other things, and I don't think this has been talked about enough by me on the podcast, and I apologize for that, is that one of the benefits of, of holding a lot of these NFTs, especially ones that have been around for a long while, is that they actually get you on whitelists and get you great discussions about future NFTs that are happening. So for example, the Fame Lady Squad, right? We had Bored Becky on the podcast uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I've mentioned that you know, I've been a holder of theirs since uh, November one of the things that's really nice is just by being in their Discord, by holding their NFT, you have the ability to put on a whitelist for other projects. You have the ability to find out, you know, about other, you know, uh, giveaways that are going on. And really it gives you, like, access into, like, you, you're able to, like, interject yourself into an established conversation that is welcoming, right? You're not walking in as if, like, you're the new kid in school and school is halfway over, right? And I know it can feel that way in some Discords. And those discords are discords that are not built for community longevity, right? If it feels like a, a good old boys club, or if it feels like you're not one of the cool kids, you know, because you're getting in there late, then that that community has a bigger problem as a whole than what you know most people are going to recognize right the communities that are not only welcoming but they're they understand that with more new people coming in it helps you know the the shape the the culture and the future uh, of that nft space and so you know that question i get a lot and this is i feel like this is the question right it's like brian where do i discover which nfts i should be investing i think one of the best strategies i can give you is that to become very active in an NFT that you, you know, jump into an NFT that is established. And and if you're not familiar, you're not sure which ones are established, just go back to these episodes that I've shared here on the podcast and look at the ones that I mentioned a lot, right? The, the projects that I mentioned over and over again, right? From Playboy Rabbitars, To the Fame Lady Squad, to Crypto Chicks, to Chibi Labs, to Crypto Dads, to Diamond Dogs, to uh, I can you know I can go on you know Women uh, Women Rise, to uh, you know some of the other projects that you know we have the the Wild Goat Gang, Uh, you know there's so many different projects that I believe are there right now with you know, that are, their goal is to lift each other up, to educate, to amplify, and to help kind of level up your, your knowledge and your experience. And so like, that's the the, the answer. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we prepared to take action on the information that we receive? Let me say that again. Are you prepared to take action on the information that you're receiving? Because here's one of the mistakes that we can easily make. And I've made this mistake many a times, is that we can work hard at getting ourselves at the right spot, the right position to be able to receive information, to be able to take on advice. But we haven't set ourselves up to be able to act on it yet. And so what happens is we get that advice, we're like, yes, that is amazing advice. Now, only if I had just this and this done would I be able to do that. But then by the time we get all of that done, the advice is no longer relative, re- relevant for what we're trying to do. So for all those that are out there, one of the things I want you to think about is that you know, it's great to get into a community to learn about how people um, are making a decision to jump into Board Apes or how they are deciding if they want to buy um, World of Women. But if you're not someone that is, has a bankroll that has eight to ten ETH ready to buy, one, you know, into World of Women, putting yourself in that position where that's the the information that you're you're receiving isn't going to be beneficial for you, and it's really going to be a waste of time for them as well. And so, it's really important for you to surround yourself in communities of people that are either like-minded or have, you know, similar approaches. And like, this is to me where we can often go wrong, where we can say, Hey, I'm going to follow this project or this person because they have these two uh, NFTs in their bag. But how do we know that how they did that or how they got in there? Right. Like one of the other days, someone reached out to me, this guy reached out to me uh, and he great, great guy, but he was like, you know, Brian, you know, one of the best things I could share with your audience on your podcast is like. You know, I took 44 ETH and I bought my, you know, my ape whenever everybody was telling me not to. And the fact that board apes just crossed a hundred million, a hundred, uh, you know, ETH floor uh, is just, you know, it's just proof that I, I knew what I was doing. And I was like, dude, that's freaking awesome. I was like, but here's the thing, uh, you had 40 ETH at your disposal to make that decision. There are a lot of us that like 40 ETH isn't even on our radar, right? Isn't even something that we're even factoring in. And so. It's very easy for people to be like, oh, you aped into a really successful project that was hoping it was go up. Now let's remember, there could be easily, there's plenty of projects that you could have aped in for 40 ETH that the bottom could have fallen out and you'd be holding 10 ETH at the end and you'd be looking like, what the heck, could I, I just lost 30 ETH, right? And so these are all important you know, factors in what we're doing. And then I also think one of the other factors is that you know, we all have to recognize what our own individual strategy is. And don't let peer pressure, don't let project pressure and don't let, you know, NFT influence pressure stop you from doing what makes the most sense for you as an individual. I've heard people apologizing on Twitter recently when they're selling an NFT where they're making eight to 10 ETH and they're saying that this is going to change their family's dynamic, but they're sorry they had to sell the NFT. Like, let's just remember, like, first of all. You shouldn't be sorry because you, you got in, you made that profit, that profit is yours. You also, by selling it, allowed someone else to come into the community. There was also a percentage of that that went back to the original creator, which is now helping the creator to do even more things within the community. So in a way, this like shaming that exists in, in the NFT space around someone selling early or someone listing it for their own, you know, own good I I I think we have to kind of shift we have to stop that dynamic and I think for us We have just have to recognize and tune that out, right? If 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 someone is is telling us what to do We have to ask ourselves like if if this financial relationship wasn't there would we take their advice? And probably the answer is gonna be like you don't know enough about them to know if you would take their advice or not So why are you letting them skew? How you're going to hold that nft or if you're deciding when it's the best to sell for you now? There's a difference between someone that is trying to scam or um, you know take advantage of people by pumping the floor and then dumping things out. Like that's a whole different ballgame. But that's just something that that is really essential for us to uh, remember. And I just want to make sure that that was kind of hammered home for everybody here because I think it's something that we all kind of have to embrace. Now I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, the Creator Economy Expo. It is CEX, and uh, CEX is created. Uh, there's a little bit, I think there's a little bit under 70 NFTs left, which there is their never-ending tickets, which allows you to get admission not only to the event on May 2nd in Phoenix, Arizona, but also lifetime VIP access to every Creator Economy Expo uh, moving forward. So you can get yours uh, at mint.cex.events. I hope to see everybody out there in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, make sure to get your tickets now. Don't wait until April or May when you realize the event is sold out and you can't attend it. So uh, make sure to get your tickets now. If you want to grab your ticket with uh, code NFT three uh, sixty five, it'll get you a two hundred dollars discount uh, to that event. I really look forward to being there. Uh, a lot of my favorite humans in the world, some of the best speakers that I've uh, had the luxury of calling friends, are going to be on stages as well. So uh, definitely check out the event. Uh, you know, definitely you know, jump into you know that whole world. Now, the, the last part of this, I wanted to kind of you know bring home is that you know one of the other places that I recommend people kind of learning and listening to is the understanding and like kind of the nuances of cryptocurrency as well as the metaverse itself. Now the metaverse can feel um, a little bit like out there and in many cases it is. But at the same time, a lot of the behaviors, a lot of the things that, that are are setting up for success in, in the metaverse you know, environment. Are things that are the mindset that that the NFT space is kind of enabling or empowering, right? And so, like I love looking at NFT projects that are airdropping dropping um, meta, you know, metaverse, um, either you know, clothing or add ons or or things that you can um, include um, in your metaverse character, because we are moving towards a, an environment and a world where we start to value what we receive and what we have digitally as much as we value what we have and receive in the physical world, right? And as we lean and start to kind of shift that and we start to look at that, it's going to be something that we are going to not only increasingly have to understand, but here's the, here's the beauty of, of this entire space. And this is where I want everyone to kind of think about the more you understand about cryptocurrency, the more you'll understand why the exchange of value without borders is important, which is what NFTs enable. The more you understand about the metaverse creating communities and utility and opportunity to connect with people that you might not know, might not have ever heard of, but because you're both in the metaverse, you know, in the same environment or at the same event, you're able to make that happen. That's what NFTs are are, are, are looking to create and enable. I believe, and this is something that as an early adopter, it's something that I pride myself on and, I, and I'm going to challenge everyone here, is we have to continue to look outside of the NFT space for inspiration on innovation, inspiration on ways to, to do things differently and better. I, for one, believe the whitelist process today is completely broken. I, for one, believe that you should not be giving out more than 10 to 15% of your total um, allocation of NFTs to a whitelist. I also don't think a whitelist needs to be, you know, we, I've gone on that rant before. You can go back and listen to the episode on whitelists. But I also think we're, we're moving towards a space where we have to start questioning even why is 10,000 the right number for NFT collections, right? And why does it have to be all at once? Why don't we do some phases of, of deployment of our NFTs so that we can build those true fans, create momentum. And then the other part of this is, you know, we have to respect the fact that there are NFTs that are art and art only, and we don't need to make them utility, you know, have to have utility underneath them, right? And we also have to recognize that sometimes it's not the art that is keeping us to coming back. It's not the art that is what we love the most, but the art is also the a way for us to facilitate and magnify to the world um, what this is all, you know, what is all going on, what is all working here. And so, with that being said, I'm, I'm going to challenge everyone: you know, take an opportunity to listen and learn and consume things outside of this NFT landscape. And then come back into the NFT landscape and try to you know, provide that like insight, that view so that we continue to innovate. It's something that I worry about myself, right? Because a lot of the things that I was adding to projects and communities six months ago, people are like Brian, no one's ever even thought of that for a raffle system for NFTs. Brian, no one ever thought about that for how we should structure our communities. Well, here's the thing. When, when, you, when you start to isolate your, inf- your content consumption And it turns into your creation is really heavily influenced by what you're consuming. And last but not least is, you know, there are a lot of people that are consuming and not creating. We definitely need more creators. We need more creators of NFT projects. We need more creators of great conversations. We need more creators of experiences. And ultimately in the, in the bigger picture of this, we need people that are doing great things to step into the opportunity of what is possible And we need to be able to support them and magnify them and amplify them. And so, you know, with this episode and with, you know, hopefully the next, you know, 290 plus, 280 plus episodes that we have of the podcast, you know, we're going to continue to push the limit. We're going to continue to innovate. We're going to bring in guests from different walks of life. I'm going to talk about different use cases, different philosophies, and ultimately hopefully inspire us to you know not only do things differently as a community as a as an NFT group but we can also approach change in ways that we really haven't done in the past now, real quick, I want to give a shout out to one of the projects that we minted uh, yesterday. And I will say, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day. And I'm going to try to include um, more on the NFTs that we're buying each and every day here in the podcast. But I will say over the last couple of weeks, we've you know, minted some really cool projects. And, and one of the ones we minted yesterday uh, was called Mysterious World. And uh, Mysterious World is kind of like the idea of reinventing. Uh, I would say a metaverse type world, but that allows us to create and, and really um you know establish new environments that exist in kind of this metaverse world. And so the cool part about this project that I really like and, and you can check them out at mysterious.world um you know and I and I'm just highlighting it because it's one that we minted, you know, it's really a project that is focusing on our imagination and that idea of reimagining what is possible and connecting it to real-world community events, and also connecting it to the idea that each NFT has its ability to create its own environment, its own world. And that's actually a really exciting uh, opportunity that we have in front of us, right? The idea that, you know, what if we see a world very soon where NFT projects are actually created not because they're brand new, but it's because they're taking these three, you know, and everyone that holds these three NFTs should, you know, come together because you all three believe in like this one way of thinking and let's create something in that environment. Right. And I I think a lot of projects are doing that like singularly. Right. So like, hey, these two board apes are coming together and they're going to launch an NFT project or these two people that have a crypto punk, they're going to launch a project. But imagine if we're able to start bridging across communities and pr- creating new experiences in ways, you know, new collectives, new DAOs, new opportunities that we've never seen before. So, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to uh, that project. I thought it was a pretty cool project that we minted yesterday. And I'll try to do that each and every day because I think you know we're, we're buying an NFT every day. So I'll try to give a shout out uh, each day to the projects that we're minting over either the day before or the, the current day or you know in the in the realm of where we are at. So until tomorrow, my friends, uh, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not financial- Talks. Okay.